Hello Trailblazers, welcome to the Trailblazers Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Marshall, and today is an absolute treat because we have a very special guest, my brilliant husband, Josh Marshall. We're diving into the exciting world of software engineering, e-commerce, and trailblazing entrepreneurship with Josh. He's not only a tech whiz, but also a driving force behind his own web development business. In this episode, we'll unravel Josh's inspiring story, from conquering challenges to celebrating triumphs while creating cutting-edge solutions for e-commerce and beyond. And guess what? We're adding an extra twist as we share our family's adventure in unschooling with our three kids, embracing creativity and learning like never before. So get ready to be inspired and engaged as we embark on this captivating conversation with Josh, filled with valuable insights and a sprinkle of our personal family tales. Let's give a warm welcome to Josh and dive right in. So Josh, thank you for starting out with our first podcast and if you would just like to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do, how you started out on your journey to software engineering and what that is for people who don't know. Sure. Well, software engineering is pretty much getting um, probably a computer or electronic hardware or whatever to do something that, um, that you want it to do. Um, I was probably always interested in um, making things do things that, um, maybe they weren't supposed to do or something like that. So even as a kid, you know, the, um, the computers that they had at school, you know, they just played hangman and other things like that. And I, I wanted them to like say things like I'd get the program to write something on the screen to sort of say, hello, how are you? Or something like that. And there was, there was just this satisfaction of being able to say, oh, I got the computer to do something that nobody else has really done before or something along those lines so yeah at um from a very young age um in the sort of fledgling part of like computer history um i had an, an interest there so um yeah it's been been around for a long time <laughs> doing that sort of stuff so software engineering in in from my perspective is um uh, so my customers come to me and they say, I've got a, um, a website or, or sorry, they, they want to get their website to do something. They want to, they want to have something that will help their business to be able to run smoother or more streamlined or to do something that, um, that is taking them a lot of time. So it's, it's a challenge for me to be able to get, uh, something custom for them, something they can't buy off the shelf. So it's, it's always comes back to being able to do something that uh, there isn't something that's available for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The sort of specialized systems, I think, is what you, you, you know, do the most of. And so leading on from that, like you worked for <clears throat> quite a few other companies before starting out on your own business. Uh, so if you can maybe just sort of share that journey with us, you know, working for other companies for so long and then what put you into your own business why you did that and mm -hmm. the journey around growing your own business sure sure well um uh, probably if we even get back a little bit further and to um when i was in in school um having a, a like an engineering background my father is um 
with, with motor engineering and stuff like that. He sort of said to me, look, Josh, the, um, I understand motors and electronic, like not electronic, sort of mechanical parts and things like this. And, um, the future is electronics. We can, we can see that. So he sort of steered me in the direction of electronics. So when I finished school, I went and got a job, uh, working for a company, um, doing printed circuit board, uh, design and things like that. It was on the computer. So it was right up my alley. I loved it. Um, and, um, yeah, so working in electronics, again, was a little bit like what, I've, what I'm doing now with the software, but it was more hardware at the time. So getting something to make something happen that, that didn't exist before, being sort of uh, very, it's like a creating sort of a, a thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, just talking about, yeah, building your own business and your journey, uh, like through web development through the years and how you came to um, starting out on your own and what inspired mm -hmm. you to do that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I, I worked for uh, probably 15 years or so, um, probably longer than that, like 20 years for um, employers doing various different things. Um, along the way, there, um, I'm, I'm a little bit opinionated on how things should be run. Um, and, um, I, I know that I had offered, um, unsolicited advice to some of the employers and, um, they didn't really like hearing my suggestions, even though in retrospect, um, a few times I was correct, which was nice to see. So, but, um, starting my own business was very much, uh, well, I can make my own mistakes now. This is great. So, um, and there's no one to blame but me if everything goes wrong. So, but there was something really freeing about saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm not having to be, um, on like show up at work at nine and, and leave at five or, or whatever the hours are that, that you're currently running. Um, and, um, as I've had someone say to me, Hey, Josh, you're working 60 hours a week, so you don't have to work 40. And um, it was very true, but when it's your own um, own doings, then um, it's it's a lot more rewarding. Um, and also doing something that you enjoy, uh, something that uh, is from the heart. It doesn't feel like work. You, know, you don't just go, oh, it's Monday morning. Um, it's, it's more like, okay, here we go again. What are we going to do today? This is going to be fun sort of thing. So and I know we've talked about this before and it's something that comes up quite often. Like what do you what are your thoughts around when people say, you know, to make to if you do something you love, you won't work a day in your life that that kind of thing, you know, turning your passion into your job. And also the mm -hmm. thoughts around, you know, if you turn your passion into a job, do you end up hating it? Because I know in the art industry, I've heard a number of people say um, you know, they end up going to course creation or something like that because they reckon that trying to sell their art, it's killed their love of what they do. Yep. Yep. Well, it, what they'd love doing is the art. It's not the marketing. That's the mm. marketing that's killed their love of it. So if they had just, um, focus on the art and making the art and said, I'll, um, I'm going to get someone else to market it for me or, you know, find an online platform or something like that that sort of does the hard yards for them, 
Um, mm. I think that's where galleries come in for those sort of artists who don't want to market their things. Mm. Um, mm. They Then they can just focus on what they love doing. And, yeah. um, yes, the galleries take a cut, but they're doing the work for you uh, sort yeah. of thing, you know. So um, I, I admit running my own business is tough when it comes around to the time of the month when I have to do the accounting and have to submit tax reports and send invoices. I hate sending invoices. I'd rather do the work than get people to pay me for it. <laughs> so because I'd rather be just doing the work. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess... To, you know, I think the old saying about the people on their deathbed saying, nobody says, I wish I was at work more. Well, um, if you're doing what you loved every day of your life, well, it's not work because um, yeah. you'd want to be there, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that knowing you, um, you're probably someone who has a very incredible work ethic that's quite unique and quite different to most people. So you are, you know, I really, you're a hard worker and you really do enjoy what you do and I know your customers you put a hundred percent into the work you do for them um and I guess you know how do you find that like do you see that in yourself compared to others or I, I know that you know in your work years working for a company that was often quite uh, quite difficult yeah <laughs> yeah yeah true true I've, I've had um uh arguments with with fellow employees when I was in the workforce um, where they would spend as much time at Smoko and they would spend as much time sort of slacking off because they were sort of working by the clock rather than by the job. Um, and I know that quite a few of them would want to, they actually said, we want to learn on the job. We, there's all these new technology out there. You should be paying us to learn the new technology while we're working. And um, I said to them, well, you're only here eight hours of the day. There's another you know, 16 to go. You could be learning at home and then you bring it in and say, oh, I've been playing with this at night. It's fantastic. You should be doing it. Yeah. And it's such an easier sell when you say, hey, yeah, this is, then we're all excited. Everyone else goes, oh, he's excited about something. What's going on here? This must be actually pretty good. Rather than you going, oh, you, there's this new technology. You should pay me to learn it. Well, a boss is there to get money out of you, not to train you, I guess. So and I know there's a lot of incentives these days um, in my industry where they give you a certain amount of time for training. Um, but um, I don't know. In, in my situation, I've always been one who is always looking at the new things, uh, new technologies and that sort of stuff and, and learning myself just to um just because it's fun <laughs> really um but uh yeah i'm a bit of a geeky kind of fun um and um yeah you shouldn't really be booking it off to customers um uh, customers don't want to pay you to learn um it's only the employers that that have those incentives i don't have ever have a customer ring me up and say hey josh there's this new technology out. Would you like to spend a couple of months learning it and I'll pay you and there'll be nothing at the end. You know, They want a product at the end. They want, a, they want yeah, something they that want works the for results. them and gets their business working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so talk to people listening a little bit about um, your journey into creating your own content management system and how that came mm -hmm. about. 
Sure. Um, anyone who's worked with websites in the past have probably heard of uh, platforms like WordPress or Squarespace or uh, those sort of ones. Uh, and they're very popular because they're easy to set up. Um, to be honest, they're easy to set up for marketers who are making a marketing site for a, a run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter style website that it, it might sell a product or two, but anything custom is just not not an option. Um, it's okay if you want to sell, if you're a plumber or a builder or or you've got a product that you're selling offline. Um, but apart from that, they're, um, they're quite rigid and, and inflexible. So when I um, started my own company, I wanted to make sure that I had a platform that I could make custom um, sites on. Because I know that um, if a customer comes to me and says, hey Josh, I need to have a, a booking system where people can buy tickets to an event or something like that. Uh, they could go to a, a ticketing online platform and and pay the two dollars whatever per ticket to get it and get a whole heap of features and be fabulous. But then they go, but we want this as well. And it's always something weird. Um, every every customer who's wanting something custom because that's that's what customer means. Is it custom? <laughs> Everything's <laughs> custom for customers. So. Um, yeah, I looked at the at the platforms that are available and none of them really fit all of the criteria that I had. One of them being um, affordable for the end customer, one of them being um, easy to work with, and one of them being um, like flexible and being able to be customized. And I came up with nothing. And so I said, well, um, this is a pretty tough road, but uh, let's do it. And so I started out doing lots and lots of research and um, ended up uh, building my own platform from, we call it from scratch, but in the, um, in the development world, there's always libraries and building blocks that you can use. So you can say, okay, well, I'm going to use this for the HTML generation. I'm going to use this for database storage I'm going to use this for uh, I could use big words or whatever but pretty much it's a little bit like a Lego uh, house that you're building but because there are lots of little blocks rather than um, here's a castle and here's a <laughs> here's a predefined car Lego car you sort of yeah that you, that you plug in <laughs> yeah yeah that's it it's EV it's got off the solar off the top of the castle <laughs> um Sorry, that's my silly humour. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, the, the content management system that I built was pretty much from scratch, um, and I made it so that uh, with future Josh in mind, I thought, okay, well, it's 2015, what's Josh in 2020 going to want to be able to whip up a website system for someone? So... I put lots of automations in and things like that so that I could just quickly say, okay, well, they want to be able to have um, early bird ticket pricing. So I just, boom, add a couple of fields to the database, press a button, and then suddenly they can add early bird pricing. I still have to hook up the logic and say, well, this pricing bit that's over here that they've just typed in, 
actually does this, but at least it was a lot easier than um, uh, a lot of the other platforms. So there was probably around about 10 to 20% of the work um, was them just putting the information in, whereas now I'm down to like less than 1% of the time is is um, doing that. So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> so with creating your own CMS, and I, and I know because I've seen that journey of the, you know, the times where you had put the research in and the frustration you'd had with with things not working and then, you know, getting them to work, I guess, how do you find it or how, like your, a lot of your job being problem solving, how do you, or, or what have you found the most challenging things to be in running your own business and how you've overcome those things? Um, I think only having 24 hours in the day is a, a real challenge. <laughs> Um, I think falling asleep in front on the laptop at half past one in the morning is is pretty tough because <laughs> you know when you're when you're doing some of the development you can't really bill it onto customers because it's it's expanding a system that that you're going to be using so there's a lot of work behind the scenes that are unpaid um, so but um, you yeah, coming up with a couple of rules like don't make big changes on a Friday afternoon before. <laughs> Um, you want to actually have a, a nice day off. <laughs> um, um, but as you know, Sench, the, um, uh, the, the profile of the customers that I have, uh, there is no day off ever because I've got some customers that are business hours and some customers that are weekends. So mm. I get calls anytime. So, um, yeah, not doing big changes late at night for a customer when they're going to ring me at six in the morning with problems. That's that's a really <laughs> that's a really good overcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think also being creative. You don't have to run inside the box. You don't have to go. Okay, well, um, what's available? to me to be able to solve this problem or to have a service that's um, of good for the customers. Because I do web hosting for the customers, for the websites as well, uh, rather than just having an off-the-shelf uh, hosting service. I've actually designed one um, that is um, of higher security and things like that. It's actually was um, a requirement for one of my customers to require that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of time spent put into that as well. But just thinking, okay, well, I could just buy a cPanel or a direct admin or something like that off the shelf or, or um, farm it off to a third party. But there's, there's some sort of a accomplishment sort of feeling and some sort of a, a um, I don't know if you want to call it pride or whatever, to be able to say, hey, I made that and I created it and, and things like that. Again, same like the Lego, you build up your your web hosting system with you know, this web server and this database server and this um, uh, platform and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but um, being able to think, oh, I don't need to use that specific thing, I can build something that's 
um, going to do the job quite nicely, maybe a little bit more niche, and, and you get actually a better outcome than if you'd just gone the run-of-the-mill route. Mm. So, yeah, um, I've had quite a few people sort of say, oh, you know, there's no creativity in technology, but um, it's it's there. It's, am- it's amazing how much creativity there is in technology. Um, yeah, a- anything that you can invent is creative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I know one of your sayings is always like to be creating, not consuming. And um, mm-hmm. I know that you often remind me of that as well. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you know, talking about that, like innovation and future vision, um, mm-hmm. I guess, like, where do you see yourself now and moving into the into the future, I guess, with web development and with what you're working on, you know, what new things are you working on at the moment? And mm-hmm. um, I think uh, my area, uh, like website programming, um, technology, all that sort of stuff, <clears throat> It's moving faster than any other industry uh, worldwide. And it's nearly not possible to keep up with all of the different um, ecosystems and, and, and the new things that are out there. So I've had to just choose and say, oh, like, I can only keep up with this little part of it. Yeah, there's, there's so many different things there. Um, and even with, like... The new things like AI and stuff like that coming in, um, there's still a level of um, humanness that uh, we need to have um, and and learning. So, like for example, um, if I don't keep reading and keep learning and keep experimenting with new technologies, then I'm not going to I'm going to be left behind. Um, and I think my industry for the last 40 years, um, which predates my me working in it, has has grown so fast. Like you use more power in your wristwatch than like the computers the banks used in the 80s, you know. So it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, and uh, but like working with technology, not working against it is, is a big thing. Um, I can see that coming up in the next few years that um, a lot of people will be using technology to uh, make their lives um, easier or yeah, more streamlined or, or whatever. Uh, in workplaces as well. Um, and talk, like talking about that, you know, the technology side of things, um, I, I wanted to bring up like just how you know, the, our, tra- our transition into unschooling, I guess, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that explorative learning. And for the listeners who don't know, you know, we ha- you have homeschooling, which is schooling at home. Um, and our family has moved into unschooling. Maybe, Josh, if you can talk a little about that. And I, and I kind of wanted to bring in, you know, uh, our eldest son, Xander, and his learning and you know, you were saying like with your industry and it moving so fast and how there's so much to learn um, and possibly even your own journey of, you know, looking to university or to institutions for that learning and how that 
hasn't always worked out, I guess, for yeah. for us in our situation. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, well, a, as an example, um, my last probably ten websites that I've built, I've built on a platform that has only been around for twelve months. Uh, there is no, or there was no, um, courses available. There were no, there's no like nothing at university that's that's definitely not the case that takes them years to be able to make a, a um uh the curriculum for a course and then to get approved and all that sort of stuff so um when i was learning how to make these websites using this new technology which is absolutely fabulous i might uh, might add um i had to do it through um user forums and um online documentation that the and reading source code of other people's there, there were no courses, so mm. there's when when you're sort of on that sort of edge, there you, you can't really rely on anyone else. You sort of got to learn through experimentation and things like that. And um, I've always been along that track. I mean, yes, I did go to school. Yes, I did go to um, university for a while, um, but the majority of my learning was not at those institutions. It was in my own time. It was mm. on the job. It was through experiencing rather than through book work. Um, yeah. And the times when I did actually do a software engineering course, um, I found that the um, they focused more on this is how to get something right rather than this is how not to do something wrong. And... Um, when kids are learning to walk, you, the parents don't go, well, you're a bit of a dumbass. You've got to stand up and just move your feet this way. Yeah, the kids have to learn how to, they learn by copying, of course. But we're not falling down. They're the ones falling down. So they, they're looking at us and they're going, okay, I'm doing something wrong because we're both walking, but I'm falling down. You're not falling down. So they learn by mistakes. And we should learn by mistakes as well through our life. Um, but it's almost like people are scared of making mistakes. Um, when I'm coding, I actually use a system called unit testing, and that says this is what we want to achieve, and then you run the code through it, and it says, <coughs> fail, <coughs> fail. And I've had times when I've gone, this is like the hundredth time I'm like Thomas Edison with the light bulb. I'm, I'm just still failing but i'm learning every time i fail i go aha that's not how to do it so in the same way that's how i see unschool which is pretty much natural learning or exploratory learning or uh however you want to want to say it. you're still copying people who are know more than you who have better mm -hmm. skills than you things like that um but they're not ramming it down your throat. Uh, when we were teaching our kids to, to walk, we didn't like chastise them and say, you know, you hurry up, you got to learn, you got to learn to walk, hurry up, whatever. They, they do it themselves. They want to do it. There's this like innate desire in humans to be able to do better than where they are at the moment. So, 
And I think that, um, uh, like you mentioned with Xander, with his, with the sort of stuff that he's been doing. Now, if um, those who who don't know, he's um, he's a deep diver. He um, he was into plants. He was into gems. He was into uh, making silver things. Um, he loves three D printers. Um, I think. Uh, before he bought his 3D printer, he actually had a glue gun that he was making like little models of making things out of. people, yeah. Yeah, when he was yeah, like, yeah, 10 or something. I think before <laughs> 3D printers were even, even, you know, more available than what they are now. Well, affordable for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it was like, um, with with him, it's a means to, to an end. Um, mm. uh I sort of taught him how to do some things within the business and because he was interested in computers as well. And um, he did a couple of w- website designs for me and um, customers paid for him to be able to do that. He took that money and went and bought himself a 3D printer. How old was he, 13, I think? Yeah, yeah, around that. Yep. Yeah, 13. <clears throat> um, now, that's all well and good if you're just going to download things off the internet to like print out little figurines of Yoda or something like that. But he actually said, Oh, well, I want to actually make things now. And without me even seeing, showing him anything, he went and found some software that, um, you can draw the 3d items on. And he taught himself how to use it. He read, user forums and he read the manuals and he did lots of tinkering and trial and error and he made some pretty amazing little things so um again i guess like i said with the kids that are watching the parents well he watched me how i learned which is pretty Mm. much (laughs) trial and error and um having a, a focus on on what you want to achieve and sort of saying, I, I want to get here. I can't get there. Where, where am I? Where do I need to build a bridge? Sort of thing, you know, rather than yeah. just sit on the riverbank and cry. <laughs> so, looking at you know, I guess that that mode of learning, and I know watching you over the years of, I think you've had your business what coming up eight years now. Yep. Yep. And that transition that you had from, you know, working for someone else to working for yourself to seeing where you are now and, you know, also the journey that we've had with um, moving into homeschooling and that it, it's all sort of felt like a very natural transition and at times I'd say it's it hasn't been an easy transition but it's definitely been a worthwhile one and one that has been, um, I guess it feels in line with, the way we learn and the way we want to live life and, yep. you know, yep. looking at, at running your own business and looking at being, you know, that, that sort of trailblazer of creating your own CMS and working with custom systems in the way you do. And, you know, even the way, even balancing home life with work life, like, do you have any advice for, for people who may feel a little bit scared to, you know, step out on their own or do things in a different way in their lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lots, lots of questions all at once there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, something that you mentioned there about it, it, it's not it's not easy homeschooling, unschooling. Um, there's five of us here all the time. Mm. Um, you know, through the day, um, you, me, and the three kids. And I, I tell people that at least we get along. I like <laughs> I like having you around. That's good. <laughs> there are times when. When um, I'm like, okay, everyone's ganging up on me here. I, I'm needing to get some work done, and and um, yeah, it's it's difficult to juggle uh, how much time you can spend on different things. But you know, that's part of the part of the um, the challenge, part of being creative and in how you run your business. And um, there are 24 hours of, in the day. And you don't have to spend nine to five at, in work mode, and then okay, now it's time to to um, put my feet up and relax. Well, uh, if you've been interrupted a hundred times that day, well, there's not really the time to sit up and relax, is there? So, but I think you'll find that um, compared to um, being an employee, it's a very different lifestyle. Um, mm. You have to want it. Um, you have to, you, like, I might take a day off here and there and go to the shops or whatever and, and not feel guilty. Um, but um, I had to work fairly hard to um, to be able to take that day off. Mm. Um, I, I can't just go, hey, paid holidays that I didn't get paid holidays <laughs> you know so but it all comes back to lifestyle what do you want I mean I'm I'm with my three kids um, in their prime of childhood mm. and I, I'm not like working an hour from home for nine ten hour 11 hours away from them every day um, I get to see them all the time I and um yeah, they, they actually like me as well, which is even better. So I know that um, quite a few of the kids that are that are their age don't like their parents very much. <laughs> Mum and dad are so uncool. <laughs> yeah. And I, do, I think we're pretty it. cool parents, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think that that, you know, the way we've sort of created our life, it works well for us. And I know it is very different to how other people do it. And, um, you know, I guess when I, I hear other people talking on that, like, how, how do you see the whole thing, Josh, where, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you, you haven't had a proper holiday, you know, you haven't taken that proper holiday in however long, because mm -hmm. we do live our life quite differently. It's, um, it's, it feels like a bit of an odd question to us, but I guess looking at from um, other people's perspective, they probably do go, oh, you know, you just work all the time. How do you balance that out? And what's your perspective on that? Sure, sure. I, I remember, a, I think it was a joke. It might have been a, a story or something about some fisherman in, in the islands and, and now and then he'd make a little bit of extra money by taking uh, tourists out in the boat um, taking them fishing and he, he had some bank manager or something with him one time and he's fishing away and it, it, he caught quite a few fish he was a good fisherman you know that's that's what he was doing and the then the businessman said to him oh you know you could make a good business out of this and you know you could um you know get get the fish and you could do this and you could do that and oh if you 
and you, you get a bit bigger, get yourself a new boat, get yourself a fleet of boats, then you can just be the boss and you can you can um, manage all these boats and all this sort of stuff. And and um, and the fisherman turned to him and said, and then and then what? After I've gotten really stressed, then I have to take a holiday and come out fishing. And he's like, I'm already there. <laughs> you know, so there's these people <laughs> who are, have, yeah, yeah, it's. I don't need a holiday because I'm living what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and and that and the if I go on a holiday, the, the work piles up and I'm actually busier for the next three months than I was before the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that as well, you know. But um, I don't know. I can't help myself when I go on a holiday. I take the laptop and just get a bit sneaky. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. Everyone else is going to bed. I'm going to sit up and... Do some stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I know because there's that be joy for, for what you're. For me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah. often you are balancing, you know, work for your customers and stuff for yourself. Because I know you often have your own projects going and things that you you have like personal goals for, and you know, I guess you're having yeah. fun. That's what I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so, yeah, if your if your work is fun, keep it fun. Don't make it stressful. If you're currently in a in a um, employment situation <clears throat> and you're thinking you might like to get out, just make sure you've got enough funds to fall back on if everything goes flat, so that you don't have the stress when you get two or three months in and the and the payment flows aren't coming in, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> expect the first few years to be tough financially. Mm. Um, but don't look at it and go, I'm just being remunerated for my time and my time's worth this much. Look at it and go, well, what's my quality of life look like now compared to before? Um, mm. And actually look at, at um, whether your life is improved by working for yourself or if it's, if it's worse. And don't mm. be afraid to put your hand up and say, hey, I need help with different things. Uh, because um, I love it that my accountant will do my taxes for me at the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> yes, you I don't have to do everything that, on your own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, and yeah, you don't have to do your own marketing like you were talking about earlier with the artist saying, I'm, I'm sick of art now because all I do is just, this is not selling it because I can't, don't like the marketing. Well, offload that marketing off, unless you love marketing. Um, mm. offload that to someone who does love it because I know there's quite a few people who love doing marketing and you know, mm. that's what they've got their own business for. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you, I guess, with, you know, I guess looking at um, or advice for people who want to, you know, maybe move into doing websites or, the future of software engineering what would you advise people to do to sort of follow that passion for mm -hmm. um start when you're six <laughs> <laughs> if you're older than six then i'll have to give you a different <laughs> um look, i've had it pretty easy as far as techno i've moved with technology um, anyone mm. coming into into the into doing web development and that now, um, they don't have to unlearn the past, which I've have I have to unlearn the past. 
but yep. I've also been able to go along in increments. Um, but definitely there are ways that they can get into it uh, fairly quickly. There are online courses that you can do if, if that floats your boat. Otherwise, just get in there, tinker away, um, build on other people's projects, um, and um, yeah, don't don't try to reinvent the wheel. Lego blocks are good. You don't have to what? work out the the ins and outs of how to make the Lego block as well. Because I know, I know something that you're passionate about is the open source community. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you can share what that is and how that can help people. Sure. Open source uh, community is, um, well, open source meaning the source code for the software is open for the world to see, uh, to use, um, and to extend on. And um, I use open source um, software as much as possible, not not because... Um, I don't want to do places out of money because, um, but more so that um, they tend to be a little bit more secure and they a little bit more uh, dynamic and they move fast. Um, a good example of this is: uh, Do you remember the the um, Encyclopedia Britannica? Um, mm. Well, every family had a set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. So. They, they went heads up against Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is an open um, information platform, and mm. anyone can add to it, and anyone can vet it, anyone can extend on it, and it is the one that survived. Um, so the closed source, you, you're stuck with that one vendor. Um, if the vendor goes under, then you're, you're stuck. You can't, you can't get out. So the open source... It's all about sharing. It's all about working together. Um, and some of the communities are very vibrant and, and um, open to, to change, which is what technology is. It's all, always changing. So the only way yeah. to stay on top of it is for people to keep communicating and to keep making things better than what they were before. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I've, I've um, contributed to a few open source projects and I've um, released a few things into the open source as well just as a, a way to say to give back and say thank you very much um, mm. I've done this work and someone else can benefit from it and it's really nice to see when now and then I'll get a message saying hey Josh I love this this is great thank you so much um, mm. more often than not it's like and I've got a problem as well can you help me <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh, that's the the nature of it, um, but yeah, it's it's good to see that um, it's not all just rivalry out there. It, it is yeah. there is very much a, a community. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a nice aspect of of that with the open source. And so, I guess reflecting back over what we've shared here today, do you have um, anything to add? to your journey and to running your own business in the field that you do? Hmm. I think that anyone can do it. Any, anyone, anyone can um, become a business owner. Anyone can work for themselves. Anyone can work in a technological field. 
um, anyone can be creative. Um, I think you need a fair bit of, uh, I don't know if you'd call it resilience or grit or whatever it is, but maybe more so an understanding that things go wrong, things don't go your, the right way, nothing is smooth. Um, the, the, um, the road that has unpaved is the bumpiest. And so, mm. you know, it's, it's your job to be able to explore that. And the, um, the benefits are not just in money, it's in lifestyle, it's in... Uh, the people you meet, oh, the, the people I've met um, working for myself, being able to talk mm. directly to other business owners who are much more successful than I am. <laughs> but um, um, each of them very inspiring in their own way. Um, mm. As I've got lots of um, tips along the way. And, oh, well, they're doing that. Okay, I'll try that too. <laughs> yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. You know, so you're not just this safe little guy in a cubicle doing in in and out all the, the same thing every day um it's every day is different every week is different um every project's different and yeah it's just it's just a whole lot of fun in my in my yeah. experience and um yeah uh probably the the biggest thing is uh what will go wrong probably will go wrong um so think of that think of creative ways around it and um tolerate it as best as possible and look at the big picture rather than than all of the little um imperfections along the way yeah i think that's really really good advice mm. and i know that you know i've learned a lot just by watching you and how you have run your business and how you interact with customers and how you problem solve and things like that for you know my myself and so I just wanted to, in wrapping up, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your journey. I really appreciate it. And I hope that the people listening can find something, you know, that they can take away into their own lives from it. And I just wanted to also say, you know, I've enjoyed chatting to you on here and that I I thought for our first podcast you were a really good person because we have a, a we can naturally talk well and I know that you've achieved so many creative and innovative things in in your area of expertise for your customers as well and so yeah thank you for that no problem it's been a pleasure to be here thank you for joining us on the trailblazers palette podcast we appreciate your support don't forget to subscribe and share if you enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned for more inspiring conversations with incredible guests. Keep blazing your trail and until next time, stay inspired. This is Sancha, your host, signing off. See you soon, trailblazers. <laughs>